sound that means that this is the podcast where we talk about bad books. It's uh, 372 pages. We'll never get back. Michael J. Nelson here. And, of course, Connor Lestoka is here as well. Connor, how are you? Hey, Mike. I'm doing good. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, a good week in general. You know, it's it's Thanksgiving week. But uh, I'm thankful we, we get to do this and talk about bad books together. Even though, you know, we're never sure about these books before we start them. No. you How, how can you be? And uh, this is... Uh, I don't know what what do you call this? This is uh, I mean a return to this is a weird reset. This mm-hmm. is the the beginning. I, explain what this is and what the book is that we're doing. Well, it's the it's the first sequel we've ever done on this podcast and it's the sequel to the first book. It's the sequel to the reason we started this podcast. It, the name 372 pages will never get back. Uh it comes from the page count of Ready Player 1 by Ernest Cline, a book that I saw some descriptions of and thought that uh you might enjoy <laughs> discussing with me. And here we are, uh, 14 books later, and uh, many, many hours of discussion of talking about books that, for the most part, turned out to be quite bad, <laughs> but we had yes. a good time talking about them. And now we're, uh, Ernest Klein today released Ready Player Two, the sequel, and we're, uh, we're going to be reading along with that one. Yeah, and uh, it's not often this happens. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever happened on 372 pages. Um, what can you do? You sit down at the table and you eat the crow. Yeah. Uh, this book is astonishing. It is, <laughs> yeah, I, I was it's thinking so twice. good. Yeah, I'm not a fan. You know, this is the analogy I came up with. I'm not a fan of the Atlanta Braves baseball team. I, I find them right. revolting yep. and and stuff. But you know, they uh, every now and then, if you if they say that they're they're pitching a a perfect game into the eighth inning, I will flip over uh, to their to their channel on MLB TV and root for baseball history. And uh, that's sort of how I feel now. Like. He, he's right. I think I, he's pulling it off. I think you have to say you have to re-examine everything that came before it. You have to say was he was that a clever satire? Um, was he sort of you know sticking a finger in the eye of pop culture and saying mm-hmm. just wait, just wait, right. long con? But here it is: the prose of this book, the wisdom. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Right, we tried. Sorry, we tried. No, it's the, it's exactly the same. I was going to say it's almost like he he somehow weaved an apology for previous books into the the depth and prose and wittiness. I'm sorry, I couldn't even let you get that far. I, that was like uh, it's uh, biting my tongue during one of the uh, yeah, Meet the Authors yes. bits with Bob Fingerman. Oh man, yeah. So so he is he's written a sequel to this book, and uh, by all accounts, it's. Uh, you know, learned learned nothing and and changed nothing. And to his credit, like, you know, I, I would respect Steven Spielberg's opinion more than I would yours um, sure. if okay, I was deciding sure. what that's to fine. do next. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. <laughs> just as I'll just say that going forward. Yeah, that's, that's a standing uh, standing order. Okay, sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, this it's, uh, it, it's amazing and. Uh, you sent it to me. Uh, we were um, instant messaging back and forth. We are in different locations, Connor mm-hmm. and I. And uh, he said, "My God, you know, RP two is here." <laughs> Sound the the alarm was sounded. I slid down the, uh, the the fireman's pole and said, "Okay, I'm ready." And we started reading. And I think I'm two paragraphs in, going, "All right, this was written by AI. This this doesn't even <laughs> yes." 
<laughs> is it possible that this is not written by him? Like, I, I don't even know what to make of this. Well, so, yeah, we uh, have a, a listener named, I think, Natalia, who feeds feeds these books into, yeah, a, a deep, deep thought uh, AI generator. And it gives you sort of based on their machine learning. Um, it's possible, you know, that it seems like it's it's it would not be out of the realm of question. Yeah. But he, like where he just said, I can't be bothered. Don't. You know, writing a book is hard, even if you're, <laughs> even if you're just doing this, it's still, you have to sit down and your fingers have to actually, you know, imprint on the keyboard and that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, I think it's possible that he just said, why don't you just have, you know, whatever yeah. AI you've got there. He's probably made some connections up. to, you know, people yeah with the access to the, to the secret levels of that type of thing. So you never yeah. know. But yeah, my, my main note was just. I cannot believe this is a real book and that we're we're actually doing this again. <laughs> it just because because for the most part, I think I mean this happened to me multiple times in the past week. Uh, it happened in our Rift Tracks meeting. I think both um, Bale Corbett and Sean Thomason when when we someone told them that this was coming out, they were just like they were like actually aghast and surprised, like they yes. hadn't heard about it, and they were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I think most people in that meeting did the sort of you know if they had all been taking a sip of of tea with one finger up would have spit it out and dropped their monocles right. like what no this is not possible <laughs> um yeah my dad had the same reaction when i told him that this is this is how i was going to be spending my day today <laughs> but uh yeah we, we, so we've read the first uh two two chapters i guess today there's sort of an intro and then there's chapter zero and uh, we just wanted to sort of, you know, get it out the door so people can start reading along, and uh, just because there is, it seems to be an, an insatiable, insatiable demand for for reading along with this book. Um, just because, yeah. I think so this, we'll call this we'll call this episode zero because we're not gonna we're not gonna linger on these long. It's fairly fairly brief chapters, and in fact, chapter zero 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 right is the right. Episode. And we don't have any fanfic people. You know, people our l- listeners are going to start sending that in. I'm sure. <laughs> And uh, we don't have any emails or anything like that, so we're just yeah we're sort of setting the stage, and it it worked out nicely because the where however this works, it sort of ended with a these are both sort of the the prelude to the entire book here. Yes, but um, and and we should probably preface this. You brought this up, and we I think we said this at the beginning of this podcast. This is not to like hammer on him and call him a bad person whatever he's a hugely successful author right yeah who doesn't care one way or another what we think <laughs> and so it's sort of a, a standing thing even with you know with riff tracks and everything well why are you guys if you don't like these why are you watching them it's like it's not that we don't like them or that we wallow in uh you know in in hatred or anything like that right. we do enjoy some obviously we do we have so many tropes that have come out of this that uh, make us laugh a lot yeah and exactly so, the the people toss around you know hate watch and hate read and i don't care for either of those terms because i mean i don't think either of us would do this if we weren't gaining a lot of amusement from them um and this is one that i think we're we have gained a lot of amusement from both of his books over the years so i i thought that this is sort of like um james Wynn uh made, made the movie birdemic which i think you know is a top three riff tracks title of all time um, and then he made Julie and Jack, mm-hmm. which is probably top 25. I mean, they're both wildly amusing, um, bad movies. And then when at some point in time, <clears throat> we got access to his unreleased third movie. And I just remember we all sort of sat down in Nashville to watch it together. And it was just like looking around the, the room being like, I'm, I'm glad I got to share this with you guys because this is going to be great. And that's <laughs> sort of how I feel with this one. Like, it's amazing yes. that he made another book that from all accounts based on these first two chapters has exactly the type of thing we're looking forward to. 
<laughs> yes, that's right. So that's why we do this because it makes us laugh. We don't uh, if you love this, you're fine. Um, keep loving it. Uh, we <laughs> love it in a slightly different way, and so we're going to discuss it. Yeah, and, uh, and so, so it'll be interesting. In. Like part of the reason we did this the first time was because Ready Player One, as seen on the back of the book, multitude of year-end top ten lists. Best book of the year, says the AV Club. New York Times, you know, rollicking thrill ride. Um, Ready Player Two, not screened for critics. <laughs> no, I was taking it personally because I kept writing to the publisher. Like, I, I, I kept trying to find, like, you know, the was I sending it to the wrong address, my request for advanced screening copies. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. Turns out they didn't give them to anybody. So, um, you know, I, in my experience, that's a good sign. Always a good sign, yes. <laughs> Movies with no previews, no critic screenings, always a good thing. And uh, we're, yeah, we're going to discover why that is uh, right now. Yeah, and if you're just discovering this for the first time, we've read 14 other uh, books together. We sort of take deep dives on them. We give um, listeners an assignment every week, and uh, you can read along with us. Uh, you can uh, email us your thoughts. It's sort of like a, a book club um, and we have a Patreon that you can hop onto if you want to get uh, advanced access to every episode as well as other bonus stuff. It's at patreon.com slash 372 pages. If you, if, you, if you need to be the first to inject the, uh, the response to Ready Player Two into your veins, that's the way to get it. Connor, is it a book club or is it more of a wine club? I can't decide. I, <laughs> so many empty white wine bottles when you leave after these episodes. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I don't even know who I'm being. I, that that um, was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a lot of characters I haven't yet revealed on the show. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. We're, we yeah, will meet Mike's uh, basic voice on this one as we... Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess we should get into it. I don't think there's any more uh, stage setting we have to do. No, I think we have set up a room and let's go play in the room with okay. the pegboard. Here we go. Well, yeah. There's so I, I, I should say, that's uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I should say that the uh, I we made a a bingo card for this and uh, yes. just of like predictions. It was all very much predictions of what might happen, and I think that some people might be filling it out after this first uh, intro chapter called cutscene because it delivers the goods in abundance. <laughs> when we uh, when we were uh, instant messaging back and forth, you had just sent me the the. PDF or what have you, and I open it up, and I immediately said, I, "I won't spoil it." I I I gave one of the bingo things away, like paragraph two, and you're like, "What the hell? You're already reading." <laughs> I was already circling the bingo card immediately, so yes, that does not disappoint. Yeah, well, yeah. So I it it, it starts off with our with our hero who says that he's in the uh, on his new corner office in the top floor of the GSS skyscraper in Columbus, Ohio, preparing to start my gig. As one of the company's new owners, and I was like, "Oh, we can." I'll make a joke about how this is a you know, it's going to be a hell of a gig. Um, but I didn't even have to make the joke because the next paragraph contained our very first, <laughs> our very first rig of the book, and I just wrote, "Hell, yes!" It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I mean, it pretty much is rig description. For the first paragraph, or yes. for the first chapter. Yeah, he has a brand new top-of-the-line Oasis Immersion Rig, a Habashaw OIR-9400. And he puts on his visor, haptic gloves, and initiated the login sequence, baby. <laughs> the ha so Habashaw, we realized, that was sort of some in-universe thing. It's, it must be a, a buddy of his on the slam poetry circuit or something, because it shows up. Right. You know, I, I googled it thinking it was a, an 80s reference initially, but the only reference to it was in his other book, Armada. 
Right. We couldn't uh, we couldn't figure out what that what what the uh, reference was. So that one is his own personal little joke. Which <laughs> which again, did you appreciate the humor? In I did this appreciate one as the much humor. There's as, a lot like, of jokes. There's, there's a, lot a lot of, of Edward-style humor. Edward <laughs> right, yes, from, yeah. <laughs> uh, from Midnight Sun humor. <laughs> I, I, I felt uh, goofy grins climbing across my faces as <laughs> oh, I... Oh, God. As I... <laughs> uh, it was amazing to me. Uh, I've said it before. I think you're much better at remembering the stuff that we've read or that we've watched in movies. I tend to flush the uh, the, the RAM memory mm-hmm. and because... I just don't have much of it available. Sure. So when I was rereading this, I'm like, robes of anorak. <laughs> Halliday. Oh, right. <laughs> like to me, it's, uh, you know, it's discovery again. Sure. I don't, I don't keep the things in my brain. Of course they're there somewhere, but they're deep down. Sure. It's like, so, it, I mean, it, memento guy is reading ready player two. Yes. <laughs> so, so it was a, a treat to me. It was like someone leading me by the hand and going, remember this, Mike? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's essentially what the book is doing. So the uh, yes. a, a meta experience with this, um, and uh, you, we get to remember some things very early on, uh, because sort of the plot of this is that he he goes to uh, he 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 logs in obviously because that's the way any any uh, thrilling book starts is with characters logging in, and he returns to the oasis. Yeah. Is there any uh, any mention of lag? I, so far, we are lag free, but that is because okay. he is you know in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, lag-free capital of the world using his top-of-the-line rig. So I don't think we have to worry about that yet. Right. Okay. Yeah, so he logs in. Here's my first... I just want to break this sentence down. Uh, my first... It could be anyone. So if you have a different one, that's fine. But okay, so here it is. According to the news feed headlines, this is when a bunch of people are... He logs back in and there's a big crowd waiting to to greet him. According to the news feed headlines, some of them had been camped out there all week, ever since I'd resurrected them in the aftermath of our epic battle against the Sixers. Okay. Okay. So let's break this down. Let's do it. What are news feed headlines? (laughs) (laughs) So it's not according to news feed stories or anything. It's according only to the headlines. Mm Mm-hmm. That some of them had been camped out there all week. It's so it's, others. Were, so the headline. What what would the headline be that would describe this? Can you come up with it? Uh, it's, so I'm looking at my news feed, okay. and I'm getting the info. I'm not reading the paragraph. I'm only seeing the the headline. So the headline would describe sure. would what say, is happening here. It would here, say so. something like this. It'd be like 36 point all cap. Um, right. you know, man lands on moon headline. Um, some of crowd has been there longer than other crowd in many cases uh, for for as many days are in current week. Because it doesn't say they've been there all week, just all week. But you, but you left out information that would let anyone know what crowd you're talking about. So then you'd have to read into the news feed, which breaks the yeah. rules. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. We're in for it. I know where we've gone Kleinian in, in the very first couple of sentences. It's and there's, amazing. There's more to come, baby. <laughs> Is there? Oh yeah. 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 So he, so this, the crowd sort of like mobs him, but he teleports inside to the virtual, uh, like his virtual office. So he's in his regular office, but then he trans, he goes into the, um, virtual place, which I think is the room where like the, the old man showed up with the young boy at the end of the movie. 
Oh God! The puzzling, that's, the younger version of himself uh, yeah. he keeps around. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then, so he looks at his Easter egg. So the the that was what he was received at the end of the tournament because they were they were egg hunting, aka gunting, gunting. Sure. And the, so he, he notices that there's an inscription on it which says uh, GSS thirteenth floor vault forty two dash heavy world wearied sigh. Eight six seven five three zero nine. So, which this is, I mean, first of all, yes, obviously, all um, great literature has things that go GSS M dash thirteenth floor M dash vault pound sign four two. <laughs> you know, uh, you you get a lot of that in the great literature. Yes, okay. absolutely. And so that was another thing that I was like, there'll probably be a. a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 42 reference. I did not expect it to be on page three of the book. Yes. Uh, did, was that referenced in previous books? It definitely. Seven, five, it, uh, oh, the, I don't think that that song was, but it, I mean, it could okay. have been. I, I'm sure. You, that the you know, was, of course, that it is classic 80s. So. Yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, that's at least that one actually comes from the 80s. Um, unlike some of the stuff we're about to get. <laughs> uh, which is so he so he, he realizes he has to go to the 13th floor. And he, he, he says, of course, Halliday had put them there. In one of his favorite TV shows, Max Headroom, Network 23's Hidden Research and Development Lab was located on the 13th floor. And then he keeps going. And the 13th floor was also the title of an old sci-fi film about virtual reality released in 1999, right on the heels of both The Matrix and Existence. And I just, I mean, it just, I just had, yes. my comment was relentlessly and immediately dumb. Uh, mine was my first middle finger. Okay. Because, <laughs> so, you know, you're excited, you're reading in, you're like, oh my God, no way. It's GSS 13th floor, vault 42, 8675309, sweet. And then a paragraph later, I'm like, all right, <laughs> middle finger, I'm done with this. But then he does the thing where, you know, the, I don't even want to say a smart author, but a smart author would put, you know, number 42 and then his his uh, smart his smart readers would 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 nod to themselves and, and sort of breathe out their nose in appreciation at, at the subtle Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy joke. But this guy oh, <laughs> hilarious joke. I was laughing. You didn't laugh when you read that? No, I mean, I, 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 I again, the, the, the for the fifth time already, the goofy grin um, was plastered across my face. Wait, wait, you know what? I don't think that maybe. I don't want to criticize him. Maybe the book didn't tell it right. Let me um, okay. Let me let me tee it up for you. Just pretend. Just wipe your uh, uh, okay. Wipe it from your ready. Yeah, you're in front of a brick wall. I've got my uh, second yep. drink and my two drink minimum. I'm I'm in a good mood. I'm ready to laugh. Yep. I've just um, I'm finished up a riff where I kind of did my whoosh, look at this guy over here. That went right over his head. <laughs> oh, is the crowd Are you work with segment? him, man? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I did a little crowd work, uh, and then I said. So, uh, what else can I tell you? Don't date much. Big surprise. Oh, here's a good one. There it was. Number 42. Oh, damn it. I thought I told it just perfectly. That's that Oh, that was, was another the... of Halliday's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quoting directly from the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's that was one of his jokes that is a joke yeah that's a joke it's 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 you know it's it's like take my wife please in its brevity you know you sort of have to um it's like yeah <laughs> i don't I, I can't humor the bit anymore i'm sorry no exactly no that's that's what he puts in there is that that's a a joke to make any reference to anything that may i mean 
we all we know what number 42 is hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that was i guess a joke inside of it but it was built by the entire structure of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy so, yeah it yes. was a long con joke where that was you know it was revealed after you know millions of years of a computer calculating something yes it was this is not halliday's joke right, to, yes. to reference the number this was something stro- I, I i guess it's like saying um uh, I don't know. Is there? A, yeah, like you said, take my wife, please. If you just said wife and this said another <laughs> of Halliday's jokes, he's referencing Henny Youngman's "Take my wife, please" joke. Right. So that okay, it's it's not a joke at all. It's a reference, and anyway. right. But I think that you know, uh, a smarter you know a smarter author would would recognize the the tendency that's been a you know nerd tendency for. For decades, I think it's been a trope is that just, uh, you know, quoting something makes you uh, sort of puts you in the position of being, you know, you assume the mantle of that that thing that you're quoting. So, you know, then you're the funny guy. Right. Stolen valor, man. Stolen valor. (laughs) But then uh, speaking of stolen stolen valor, we have an interesting turn of phrase here. He says he uh, I stood there for a few seconds reminding myself to breathe. Ah, yes, I have that as a very called out note, underlined three times. <laughs> this We just had this. Is, it, is this becoming a new uh, 372 uh, trope along with long fingers and, long and hot fingers. Yes. What in the world is going on? Because that was something that Edward had to remind himself to do. He, or... No, he, I think he had to remind her. Okay. Because he would he was so stunning and so captivating that she would stop breathing. Got it. <laughs> At his wonderfulness, uh, the pervy old dude. <laughs> and, and this is happening here. I All had right. to remind myself to breathe. Also, we get a lot of that's edging towards the Kleinian thing of, right, of your awareness yes, being, of your own awareness of or whatever, however that level. Yeah, works, we've used but. the term a couple times here. But so, yeah, if you're just listening, that that's something that happens in his books is that a character is... Um, not not certain of what they're feeling, but from a weird like third person perspective, where I where, felt myself blink or you know something like that is right. a kind of that that would be Klein, you know, right? right? And, and yeah, and it's coming up very very soon. There's there's two examples in a row, but but we got this uh, when he when he describes the second part of Halliday's joke, he says I punched in the seven digit combination from the eggs inscription into the code pad beside the vault door eight six seven five three zero nine, a combination no self respecting Gunter would have trouble remembering. So I don't I, that to me that seems like it must be an oxymoron, but I, I can't the the, the phrase self respecting should not precede Gunter and think. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he he actually quotes the uh, Jenny, I've got your number. At yes, the, uh, as he's punching it in. Ugh. Right. Yeah. I, I. It. It is. It just the the bit is of explaining the jokes is just amazing. I don't so know. He, he, yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> Either leave it down there to be a yeah. It's not a it, it stops becoming a reference or a joke, quote unquote, when you just keep hammering on it. Like, huh? Sure, right. wife, right? <laughs> right. Take one, huh? Connor, <laughs> what I, I have one who's annoying, and I would like you to please remove her from my sight. <laughs> um. All right. Here's a. Uh, uh, so he he finds the rig, right? So we're getting to the rig here. Yeah, he gets and a new is, rig, a new. Um, that's what's inside this this door. Yes, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But just this, 
This made the whole sensor array, which was a thing that fit over his head, adjustable so that it could fit around heads of all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Is that normally how we, like, how in the in the world of ergonomic design, do we start worrying about heads of all shapes and sizes? I mean, I guess the... It seems like it's relatively narrow compared to... <laughs> One size Compared fits all is things. usually the way a human might might say that. I mean, I guess you have to know your hat size when you have, you know, a hat band that is non-expandable or what have you. Yeah. We, but in one, terms one, of like headphones or uh, earbuds, we're not like, God, I hope these earbuds <laughs> fit my head of weird shapes and sizes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like They're talking about cone heads or like former NBA star Popeye Jones. I think he had a weird head. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're hydrocephalic people, and that's nice of him to take them into consideration. It's just not a thing I see mentioned much when right. you're talking about things that interact with human heads. <laughs> right. But it also says uh, the device had a segmented central spine that appeared to stretch from a wearer's forehead to the nape of their neck. So did, oh. did, it, did it appear to, or is that exactly what it did? Because um, it oh, seems again, to be we, probably exactly yeah, what it did. did. We have to interview the uh, the narrator of this book. Like, is right. is, uh, is it accurate? Did it appear to? Yes. Come on, man. We can't have an unreliable narrator this early in. It's going to be a long ride. But then we get it. Uh, we get the second one. So that I, I figured that that was my first Kleinian one that I noticed. But then it says that what this thing does it allows an Oasis user to see, hear, smell, taste, and feel their avatar's virtual environment. The headset sensor array also monitors and interprets its wearer's brain activity allowing them to control their Oasis avatar just as they do their physical body simply by thinking about it. No fucking way. I heard myself whisper. So there, that's, there it is. Full Kleinian, <laughs> yes. Everything about that paragraph and the follow-up is, that's Kleinian. There, yeah, there you yeah, go. There it is, yeah, platonic. Um, but yeah, so this is the thing. It's the, there's no other way to really, for me to describe this other than saying that He's got a, a better version of the Oasis. You know, like in the last book, we were told that the Oasis is, you know, the greatest thing in the world. Everyone spends their time there. It's a substitute for reality. But now yes. now we're told that was garbage. It's unusable. We're now doing this more better version that I guess you just couldn't have conceived of the last 10 years ago when he wrote the first book. Yeah, there's no more um, hiding in a broken down bus, right? Right, with, yep. Mm -hmm. With That's battery packs. With your multi, uh, what what is it? Omnidirectional treadmill. Yep, treadmill. And the the uh, suit he wore to feel every gunshot, as if that's something you wanted to do while you were <laughs> messing around right. in virtual reality. Right. And so I I was sad to think that uh, the uh, discrete openings a thing right. of the past. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's too bad. But this is the uh, a dot o n i. Mm -hmm. which he spells out yeah so but halliday says it in his little video yeah uh no word on whether the young version of himself is in the video it's just him he <laughs> right. says he describes him as all like gaunt and probably dying or whatever the like, young version I, is sort of like in the background like you know blinking it's not not clear yeah. whether he's regaining consciousness or drifting on <laughs> <laughs> um so yes that's his uh so well he was dying how, how did he die did he have I cancer or something? I, yeah it must have been yeah I think so 
Yeah, as he's getting his, uh, you know, dialysis or whatever, he's making this thing, making a video for some person he's never met saying, the device you now hold in your hand is an Oasis Neural Interface, or ONI. And then goes on to describe how you don't need any, uh, you know, discrete openings or whatever. So <laughs> I just, I want that to be my last <laughs> right, words exactly. to everyone too. You shove your, you know, your sons and wife out of the room so you can, uh, so you can make sure that no one in the future will have the uh, the GIF GIF controversy with your own personal file format. Right, and then his, I, I guess, could be his final words. Um, because he describes what the ONI does. You can uh, relive moments of other people's lives, see the world through their eyes. And then Halliday gave the camera a matter-of-fact nod. The ONI is the most powerful communication tool humans have ever invented, and I think it's probably the last one we'll ever need to invent. He tapped the center of his forehead. Now we can plug right into the old noodle. (laughs) Which you would just go like, all right, son of a... And you'd slam the headset, break it into a thousand pieces, walk out, and never think of it again, of course, right? Right, yes. If uh, if that was how Steve Jobs' uh, you know, iPhone introduction had gone. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, Halliday seems loathsome, but... Yeah. He does, and he has got terrible taste. Is he, he, re- he references that this is not a, a new idea. It's, in fact, shown up in many different... Uh, uh, sci-fi novels tv shows and movies um which is a, a nice little blast of the past there yes. um, but uh, it says there was stim sim the uh fictional stimulate simulated stimulation technology william gibson had envisioned in necromancer neuromancer also a similar form of experience recording technology had also been featured in brainstorm and strange days two of halliday's favorite films and it, Halliday is one of those guys I think at this point in time who has a a list of favorite films that is you know four hundred titles long, and you know it just negates the idea of anything being your favorite if everything is your favorite, especially if right, things like yeah. Brainstorm and Strange Days, two movies one I'd never heard of and another one that both I've never seen. Um, I I hadn't heard of or seen either. <laughs> Brainstorm was nineteen eighty three. It's Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood in an interesting pairing there. Oh right, okay, that's when uh, is that's that when they were when hanging he... out. That's when he and Robert Wagner killed her. I'm kidding. (laughs) Lawyers, please. Parody, yes. Yes, parody. This is fully parody. Um, And then Strange Days is is, uh, the classic uh, 80s movie from 1995 that James Cameron wrote and (laughs) Catherine Bigelow directed. Okay. Uh, Yeah, but it is, if you have, you know, somebody around you in your life who, when you bring up any movie and they go, oh, that's a great movie, like. Yep. It can't all be great. I was just referencing the fact. <laughs> One day I had to watch this with my cousin because it was raining. I, I, it's not a great movie. Right. Right. It means a, a movie I have seen. A, a, yes. I stared at it for two hours. Um, he also uh, has seen enough anime to know that o- Oni was a Japanese word for a giant horned demon from the pits of hell. Um, I think that's another joke. But I... You know. Oh, I was waiting to... I, I was going to... I was going to laugh. I I, th- I thought you had the follow up oh. to it. It's a great joke. Sorry. Yeah, just, I shouldn't have explained yeah. that it was a joke. That it never it never makes it funny when you have to explain it. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Um I and I like this uh he he sort of is debating I think whether to plug in here and uh but he says uh, I I couldn't pass up such a historic opportunity. It would have been like passing up the chance to be the first person to walk on the moon. Besides, I wasn't worried about the ONI being dangerous. 
If using the headset was potentially harmful, Halliday would have warned me. Let's uh, let's let's jump ahead way way far in the book to the next paragraph. According to the ONI documentation, forcibly removing the headset while I was in operation could severely damage the wearer's brain and or leave them in a permanent coma. <laughs> the next paragraph, the ONI documentation also noted that a sudden power loss to the headset could also potential cause potential harm to the wearer's brain. So that's a real like <laughs> moment there. <laughs> I uh, I was astonished by that. The uh, the documentation, the EULA is right, that he yep. left for the one guy who would win, the one person who would win the competition <laughs> includes. So like, while he was writing it, like he's on his deathbed, you know, again, like, I want this headset to go to everyone. Uh, now, if we do rip it off in the middle of applying it, no. Oh, God, no. Well, we have to put something in the documentation about that, sir. Or he's what really do I into... care? I'm dying. Like, no, please, let's hammer this out. <laughs> or he's really into doing it. Like, you know, again, he's he's sending his, his, his grandchildren out of the room so he can write, <laughs> yes. you know, Coda uh, A53. They're like, sir, no one has ever read one of these. Like, they just skip to the head and click accept. Like, no, we must... We, we must have say to be that thorough. Does not apply in Cayman Islands or. <laughs> wow! Yeah, we're we're already deep in Klein here. Why does so. he go into this stuff? What does it? Obviously, this is a you know Chekhov's Chekhov's uh, EULA <laughs> Chekhov's rig here, but uh, but still so stupid. Right, and um, it, it it also specifies that it like it's super addictive and says for safety reasons, uh, O and I can only be used for a maximum of twelve consecutive hours at a time. At which point, I think it you know uh, eases you out of it, gradually logs you out so that you can't uh, just stay logged in and forget to eat and and meld to your chair like happens to some people. <laughs> right, right, yeah. There, I wonder. I was talking about that the other day. The uh, the melding to your own chair seemed to uh, be a slight trend about ten years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We don't, you know, you're not you're you're not hearing much about not it. not hearing days. about people. So I'm glad the word got out there. Don't sit in a chair long <laughs> enough, three consecutive <laughs> weeks, that you meld to your own chair. But do you think that that was one of those just like overstated? Know, it, uh, yeah, or it, it, you know, maybe somebody at the 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 coroner at the site or whatever was like oh i've never seen anything like it, it was almost like they were melded to that chair were yeah. they melded to that chair well, i mean i guess you could say that they were okay sure. he flips and on then, the news that night and sees a newsfeed headline about man mel- melded to chair oh right, come on i didn't that's say a, he pushed me into that shop talk that's an industry term right he produced me into saying that damn it uh anyway here's my final uh, uh thing of this paragraph a synthesized female voice prompted me to speak my passphrase. I recited it slowly, being careful to enunciate, Everybody wants to rule the world. So, I, we're still going to read this book? Are you still <laughs> committed to this? Right, yes. <laughs> we're going we're to soldier on past that? We're going to just pretend that didn't happen? We're going to uh, keep, keep doing it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... Our our hand is played at this point in time. Okay, we're, we're we're lined up on the on the battlefield. We've got our army of battle toads and uh, uh, Transor Z behind us. So, all right, we got fair a, we enough. Got a soldier forward. I remember that in the last book. If you, I think if you go to Goodreads, like one of the top quotes for the book, um, 
was his passphrase, which was a, a they might be giants lyric. So that, that that's the level of what we're working with here. <laughs> mm. And the, so that's that's a Tears for Fears song. Yeah, that was their big hit of yeah. I don't know, nineteen eighty five or four, maybe I don't know, probably five. <laughs> joke. There. It's a great joke. It's it, look, it's not for everyone. It's dark humor. Edward yeah, yeah. would appreciate it. Right. It's yeah. it's a nerd thing. Right. That uh, um, smash hit that was probably the top of the charts for three consecutive months. It's probably still occasionally like dips in and out of the charts just because it's played on so many things. Yeah, I think it was might have been in the. Uh, I think it might have been in the in the movie. Oh, of course. Why? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember much about that. Uh, so Halliday, the end of the thing, he pa- you know he just basically passes out. He says, "Take all the time you need to decide." He has a coughing fit, and don't let anyone rush you. Once Pandora's box has been opened, which I think is classic eighties, right? Yeah, yeah, Pandora, that was Pandora's yeah, that, story. Of, yeah, of um, eighty BC, of course. Yes, he gave the camera a small wave goodbye, and then the recording ended, and a video file deleted message appeared on the monitor. All right. So again, <laughs> that is being thorough in a way that it's like it's not necessary, right? Is that a, or is that just part of the software video file deleted? <laughs> I mean, it's a. Uh, it wouldn't be my priority as my you know my my organs were failing from the disease that was ravaging my ancient body. But you know, I, I guess this guy just likes to dot his eyes and cross his t's. Yeah, loved one again, loved ones around him, you know, holding on to their their hats in hand, their heads bowed, tears spilling from their eyes and this video file deleted. <laughs> Make sure that that comes up like oh, okay, That's grandpa, a- do you have any deeper thoughts? It's nope. not Ani, it's O N I. Oh, yeah, so he logs in and it's Ready Player 2. Um and so that's the end of the it was called cutscene. That's how that starts. So that's another joke. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I forgot that. That's right. That was the uh, a callback. I called back yes. to the chapter title. Uh, then we get into chapter o o o o, and these, like I said, these both sort of serve as an as a prelude to the book as a whole. Um, but Mike, I, I don't want to do this because it's it's you know it's sort of hack because it's what he does. But this is like just like the when they started making Star Wars movies again, and it was like. What's the plot? Oh, it's the first plot. And they just do, you know, they build, what do they build? They build a, a Death Star, but it's bigger. That's what, that's what happens here, right? It, all it is is the Oasis, but it's, he yes. just thought of another detail that you could do in it. And so now it's much better. I, I, I cannot believe that. <laughs> uh, do you think that he objected to that even maybe? And then people, you know, the editors went, look. We we both know what this is. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop with this. Uh, right. It's like you after. Know, I think he, you for know, the second one, we should do something you know a little bit different. Like no, no. He, he's buttoning up his putting on his belt, and the, the he's asking the hooker if she wants to grab breakfast or something, and she's like, you, "We know what this is." Like, come on, right, right. <laughs> we don't have to pretend this is. I just saw a little uh, documentary. Uh, Rain Wilson has one about weird little competitions. Oh yeah, we watched that. Yeah, did you see the one about the yo-yo? Uh, the we yo-yo that was the one we we people arrived, so we stopped watching it uh, fifteen minutes in. A good call. Uh, the the yo-yo champ who was a yo-yo prodigy, his dad actually sold more yo-yos than anyone. <laughs> that, was, that was that was amazing. <laughs> I, I said that they should have had one of those be a fake one, and you would have had to guess which was like the mockumentary as we right, were watching, yeah. you know, the dog dancing or something. That's what they look like. In fact, Spinal Tap, when they promoted that movie, they did the cheese rolling thing as a gag. Oh like wow! They did, 
that I knew they I didn't heard know. Of it, yeah. Yeah, so there's a gag reel that has nothing to do with Spinal Tap that promotes it. Anyway, um, the yo-yo guy is retiring, and so that's the the gist of the the doc. Little mm-hmm. you know, half hour doc is, hey, this guy is he going to win on his final time because he's retiring to turn to music because he's a musician. Okay. So he's you know spinning yo-yos around and everything. <laughs> And then as his music, he, he did his own music instead of having, you know, some sort of piped in song like a skater or something. And he said at the end of it, like, you know, I, I bowed out and I, you know, it's hard to accept that I'm no longer doing yo-yos, but I think people really loved my song. <laughs> and it just made me laugh like, dude, you are never going to stop doing yo-yos. Right, yes. This is what you do. I'm sorry. It's not... Uh, it's it's almost amusing that you think you can uh, do something else, but right. uh, that's that's what I wonder whether Klein thought for a minute. What if we do something where there's not an egg that we're all hunting? Like n- Klein, sit down. Yeah, it's it's in your DNA. If he had tried, it would have been great. Maybe, and maybe this is going to happen. Maybe it's going to explore the uh, you know deconstruct sequels in that sort of sort of way, or you know it, maybe it will transverse genres he'll be a hard-boiled detective in one and then it will go into you know a victorian novel as he enters these different worlds in the oasis we don't know we've only read two chapters yeah all right uh (laughs) that was an actual joke i (laughs) um there's only so much dead air you can leave on a a podcast i I, I did as long as i possibly could hello (laughs) Um, well, yeah, let's talk about the uh, chapter O O O O. Okay. Um, d- w- <laughs> Does this just refer to, this is just as dumb as it seems, right? This is just a, the number that comes up when you're playing a video game. Is that right? Is there oh, four? Oh, it's your score. Um, there are right. four characters, right? Going, I guess. I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. It's, Who it's, cares? It's, Why am I? <laughs> that's all we could do. There's, there's, there's a whole thing of... Uh, there's a whole thing of um, like chapter titles that are that are wonky in here. I think so. There's there's going to be chapters. There's phases. There's segments. There's other cutscenes. I'm sure. So we'll have to just sort of sigh deeply and, and move through those. Right. So he's in he's in the oasis, and here we go. Here's a description. Um, everything looked the same as before. Okay. Good. Whew, <laughs> we're doing this, but it felt completely different. Mm-hmm. I was actually here, physically inside the oasis. It no longer felt like I was using an avatar. Now I felt like I was my avatar. There was no visor on my face, none of the faint numbness and constriction you always felt wearing a haptic suit or gloves. I don't think I the didn't faint even... numbness was touched on. I... <laughs> no, this is like all... You can't do this. I didn't even feel the O and I... Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, his dying wish has been headset, respected. My real body was actually wearing. When I reached up to scratch my head, the device wasn't there. Didn't he go into deep detail about how everything was real when he was inside the oasis yeah. before with his stupid suit? He would. He, <laughs> He talked about how he had to buy a new suit. He didn't talk about numbness or anything. (laughs) I guess it's the sort of thing like when you have a phone you've been using for three years and you get used to like how how slow things are to start up. It doesn't you don't notice till you get the new one how much better it is. But that's uh, that's this with the entire virtual world that he spent, you know, 400 pages enthusing about last time. It's just amazing, though. So, yeah. So I guess yeah. if we went back to that book and looked at... Because he talks about specific models and 
mm-hmm. right? Remember, yeah. didn't he want he he had to buy the new model and he was able to do it with his with his winnings from yeah. the one thing, and so yeah, he never mentioned like how trash you know, it all was. It's pretty good. It's like when you go and read phone reviews. And it's like, it seems like this is a good phone. And the reviews are like 2.3 stars. Like, yeah, I dumped it in my toilet. Didn't work after I took it out. Like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) There's always going to be the only people who review phones are those who like hate their phone. Right. Yes, exactly. When I put this under the uh, Large Hadron Collider, it revealed that the pixels are uh, not as sharp as the uh, the previous model or something like like that, that no one could ever use on there as they're trying to uh, order dominoes with the app. Yes, but I think he was spending pages enthusing upon the suit, and I had no idea. Well, yeah, that the, the, there was constriction and faint numbness. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so the when you when you log into this world, the, the the first thing you'd obviously do in this this new sensation is pretend to eat a bunch of virtual fruit. <laughs> yes. There's like a bowl of fruit in from him that he goes and like uh, and and gobbles down. But he says, you know, eating eating a food, eating food power up, or drinking a healing potion had always been a senseless pantomime performed with your haptic gloves. But you know, once again, he was he was at the uh, at the at the roller disco with Artemis and doing you know John Travolta moves to Saturday Night Fever from 1977. At no point saying it was merely a senseless pantomime, like as he, you know, he's like, it was the greatest moment of my life, and I wished it could go on forever. Well, right, and as you know, um, his friends are around him with the uh, you know AK forty sevens in each hand, shooting like dinosaurs and stuff, and he's over there fingering the fruit, going like, this is really unsatisfying. <laughs> Aren't they saying to him like, why do you keep doing that? <laughs> Well, I just wish that the, you know, why doesn't the suit allow fruit eating to be more realistic? Like, you're, you're focusing on the wrong thing here, man. It is. It is putting the, the phone under the microscope. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so he says, I began to run around the room, bursting with excitement, touching different surfaces and objects to see how they felt. And how did they feel? They all felt real. That's how they fucking felt. It all felt real. Um, and so I was like, okay. Like, I remember the first time I picked up a Wii controller and someone was like, yeah, you can toss the tennis ball up and then serve it. And I was like, well, this is pretty amazing. Like, I'll do this for the next hour. Um, And that was stupid in retrospect. But, like, it was the first, you know, same thing for putting on a VR helmet. It is mundane. So I I will give credit to that. Like, I could understand how if you actually ate something and it tasted like it, that would be kind of cool, even if you knew it was virtual. Yes. Speaking of Wii, it reminded me of my first, my... uh... A, a nephew bought one the second it came out and he did it, I, you know, it was around Christmas or whatever. So the whole family was together and my uh, brother-in-law took the Wii. It's it's almost, this is like a parody. And he did the tennis swing and the Wii controller went whizzing <laughs> an inch in front of my 101 year old, <laughs> my wife's grandmother. <laughs> Who could not see it and it hit the wall and like, you know, busted a hole in the wall. Yeah, wow. That was like two seconds into. Amazing. And it went, oh man, everyone's just like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> grandma. She's like, what? Well, this looks fun. You know, it's just amazing. Glad I survived the uh, Spanish flu, World War yes. One and Two, like to be killed by a dumbass Wii controller. <laughs> yes. Playing the tech uh, demo. Uh, yes, a big-headed character playing a gay golf or <laughs> tennis or something. Yes, but he, anyway. uh, so this is where he says says that um, 
uh, he, he bites his tongue to sort of see. And then he says, as I suspected, Halliday had put some sort of pain prevention safeguard in place. And then he, he takes out his ray gun and shoots himself in the foot right away. So he goes from some zero to 80 to that pretty quickly. But again, I think he, he, he did specify in the, uh, in the movie and book that the, they, would, they were intentionally wearing suits that would let you feel every punch and, and, and gunshot in your, in your thing. And I think we harped on that for quite some time, that that would be the least desirable aspect of any video game. Yes, there's, there's no reason to put that in. And also the physics of how you would do that with a suit, like how... Physically, could you take something, stretch it across your chest, and make the thing then plunge in like a shot of right. a bullet? Like, it just seems difficult. But th- in this one, he's doing the exact opposite. <laughs> and why does he suspect that Halliday had put it in a paint? <laughs> There's no reason to suspect that. This is a weird dude on his deathbed, you know, who's got a little kid version of himself. <laughs> right. Three and, feet and, behind him. And as we're about to see... Like the idea of so he's he's gonna like nuance between you know pain and and pleasure on this scale like this is gonna come as some really bad news to people in like the uh, erotic trampling community or you know uh, you know the the, the it is a community isn't it is what it is a community isn't it <laughs> but like you know you log into this and all of a sudden you can't feel pain or they're telling you what 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 is pain and what's pleasure like that's uh that's making decisions for people um yeah that I don't is think that's gonna fly right right um i do write in this paragraph then i have a sonic challenge for you I didn't realize it until i this moment all right so he shoots himself and feels the mild jolt of pain as we're discussing okay. but seemed more like a hard pinch than a gunshot Got it. A giddy laugh escaped me as I holstered my blaster. <laughs> so put your cool. let let me see your scene work with your blaster and holstering it. it, and then yeah. uh, okay, and Pew. go ahead. Jeez, it's like a cartoon dog sheriff or something. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 for some reason, I found myself looking up uh, "deputy dog" yesterday for some sort of reference, and I for I some it reason wrong. I found myself looking up. That's very Kleinian. I, maybe I was putting yourself put away the, from the action there on the bingo card. But then "deputy dog" was like nineteen. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Someone made a "Who is the sheriff of sixty four squares?" reference. I was gonna, I was gonna make a deputy dog joke, and then I, I that there's a there's a cowboy guy and he man, so I used that as an instead. I'm in too deep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. You went through a lot there, and then you found yourself looking up Deputy Dog. Okay. Exactly. Um, but so th- th- this is – so far, There's there's been no other um, characters in this. He mentioned that, uh, that H was in Senegal and that um, one of his buddies, Dato or Shoto, one of them died, I guess, and then the other one right. is, is back running, running the uh, Japan office or something. <laughs> Um, right. But then uh, Artemis is now known as Samantha, and we get we get like the second mention of her here. He says, "This was it—the final inevitable step in the evolution of video games and virtual reality. The simulation had now become indistinguishable from real life." I knew Samantha wasn't going to approve, <laughs> but I was too exhilarated to let myself think about that. So I'm just glad that we have the first uh, the first uh, strong woman character in here who shows up to not even be present but her nagging is already uh, omnipresent yes. <laughs> i uh, i'll be honest i had to think for one second like samantha 
Yeah, no. Like, oh, this, ha- this has to be, okay, yeah. Right, it was only by elimination. I did not remember that at all. That must have okay. been, you know, final page of the book. Let's wrap this up then. By the way, my name is Samantha. Right. Um, so the new innovation, plot-wise, is that he opens up ONI files. Yeah. Which are other people's experiences. Yes. And this this is where... Klein immediately goes bananas. Like, <laughs> this is so bizarre. <laughs> and so unnecessary. I suppose this is, like, the big idea of the book, I, I think guess. so. Yep, it's, yeah. his, uh, it's his William Gibson moment. So if you were going to open up other people's experiences and you could live them, um, I mean, what what would you do? I guess is a question. Um, here's Here's what I'd do. <laughs> All caps, racing, surfing, skydiving, lower the case, and kung fu fighting. <laughs> uh, again, it's it's Axe Cop. It's just sure, it's, yes. <laughs> kung fu fighting? Yeah, I, 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 that could be a Matrix reference. I think, you know, I'm going to learn kung fu is a, uh, is a line from that. But I just appreciated, so the first one he picks, surfing. And so this is like, you know, that's something I've done in real life. It's And I'm not good at it, but like it's uh, it, it's something that, that you can do. You can go and do this if you want to. But he says, uh, I was someone else, someone smaller and thinner with darker skin and strands of long black hair hanging in front of their eyes. Someone wearing a bikini. Someone with breasts. So I was like, well, that didn't even take 1.5 chapters before we get into the weird virtual stuff. Uh, and there's there's more of it to come. Uh, that was amazing to me. So I was someone, someone smaller and thinner with darker skin and strands of long hair hanging in front of their eyes. Right. Like, if you're the person, why are you being coy? And it's just so that he can say the next line, someone wearing a bikini. <laughs> Okay, so it's not multiple people. It's a hot woman. All right, right. exactly. Let's, yes, it's come a on. hot blue crush surfer. <laughs> um, but then, so we when we get we get he he of course has to throw a sop to that because all of us realize what everyone will be doing with their first opportunity to do here. Uh, of course, <laughs> and, and, so and, and does he treat it with uh, depth and uh, and sensitivity and? Uh, <laughs> No, what, what, of course just not. go go on with it. Yeah, so he had, there's a surfing file.oni, kungfu.oni, but there's also sex mf, sex ff, sex non-binary, but he says, "I wasn't ready for any of that. I was still truly madly deeply in love with Samantha, and I was still reeling from losing my virginity to her just a few days earlier." So <laughs> so God. that's the uh that's the, you know, the middle school kid uh trying to figure out a way to wedge that in on the bus to his buddies type of thing. Right. I don't think that was covered in the book. I think we would have remembered that. I don't think it was either. That uh, that I circled as well. Um do you think that is he just too dumb to know truly madly deeply is a uh, a, a cult uh, 80s uh, film? Uh, 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 uh. Oh, really? Yes, with what's, uh, what's that Alan Savage Rickman. Garden song? Yeah, I, I it must be a quote from something, but I, I don't you know. Okay. But anyway, it's a mo- it's a movie, so I don't know whether he's doing that with Truly Madly Deeply, wow, or he's just using a cliche. Uh, oh, but yeah, then I know it was a song. That song is a uh, that's that's a movie from 1990, and that song came out probably a couple years later. 
1990 qualifies classic 80s? Oh, absolutely. That's yes. you know, that might as yeah. well be 1981 for what you know. We already had a 1999 movie <laughs> discussed in here. Uh, but then to put a bow on the paragraph, he says, "I figured that cheating was cheating, whether it was live or it was Memorex." Mm, that just th- that was th- that hits home to you, I'm sure. It was exceedingly natural sounding. <laughs> <laughs> what is um, he trying you know, to do what is the point of that does that make anyone happy it doesn't make me happy um it you know it puts charles dickens memorex analogies to shame i think um but yeah it's come on is memorex the one where the guy was in the chair like with his everything blowing back i don't he, think so that's been i think used for a lot of stuff but uh is it live or is it Memorex was just, I don't know, maybe it was an eight-year campaign <laughs> from a tape manufacturer. I, I guess it could have been memorable. I, I don't know, but it's not uh-huh. something you obviously... Well, that analogy was a spicy meatball, is what I have to say about that. <laughs> uh, ancient I w- I would Chinese like to squeeze secret, it, huh? Yes, yeah, right. Oh, man, how, we could have had some of those on the bingo card. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, huh? <sighs> There. End of paragraph. Um, right, yes. The audience stands and applauds in uh, Hall <laughs> F at Comic-Con. Great joke. <laughs> uh, I liked this part. So he does he does the various non-sex uh, experiences, and then he, he logs out, and it says, I looked around my office. I checked the time. Over an hour had passed, which seemed about right. Uh. Hey. Hello, hello. Check one, two. <laughs> Just as that 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 bizarre. That's a very. That's you... a very strange. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> How will Spielberg depict that in the movie? Ah, I just uh, the time that he's there. How seeming about right? How how does that get conveyed in film? Yeah, I. Storyboard it, it makes my that. brain hurt. I'm not sure. <laughs> And then, so he launches into sort of the uh, the history. I, I forget if Halliday documented this or not, but we get 800 words about the development of the O&I system, which is essentially Which is so Halliday. bizarre. And the, and the way he gets into it, he says, so there's like a paragraph stop, like or, or a hard, you know, dot, 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 we're into a different section. How in the hell had Halliday done this? <laughs> like... I don't know. Who gives a shit? Right. You've already you've introduced it. Like I don't care. Yeah, it's all magic at this point in time. Um, but then the answer. It's, so so he. It's it's sort of like a uh, a grade school essay where you tell him what you're going to tell him, and it ends yes. with him saying that was how Halliday had created the world's first non-invasive brain <laughs> computer interface. And in between, you get him essentially being like a a, a German doctor and experimenting on. Um, people with disabilities in order to yes. develop this like uh people it's who mangle either... stuff here yes yeah. except he, he that gives... it's billions of dollars of funding and it's all sort of like vague save the cat stuff right where it's people who really need this and halliday's doing it but in secret he's actually trying to make right. a haptic headset which is it's like this that doesn't make him a good person Right, especially because those are... to care about the disabled. Right, and the things in that, the EULA, where forcibly removing the headset while it was operation could severely damage the wearer's brain, isn't just something that he's putting out there theoretically. Right. <laughs> that's, that's something that they learned in these trials, and now they are, uh, they have hopefully corrected a bit, but someone who thought they were going to be able to, you know, you know, hear music for the first time uh, was, the, was the way they realized that. Uh, but then beautifully, 
So th- this is it. It's been put in their hands. It's, you know, they own it, the company, they being, you know, H and what Samantha, whatever. Sure. Uh, and so then the, as you say, 800 words on how the thing was developed and why, and then dot, 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 new section. We didn't make our decision lightly. We weighed all of the pros and cons. <laughs> then after a heated debate, the four of us held a vote. <laughs> The eyes had it, and just like that, we changed the course of human history forever. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's incredible. I didn't really put that piece that together with the, uh, the severe details of, it, of the product development cycle. Oh, that is astonishing. But it's so, on brand. Remember at the end of Armada, he said uh, one sentence, we cured cancer and most other diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Something that would be like a trilogy in itself uh, gets that one sentence, changing the course of human history. But the, uh, you know, the camera coming down, the uh, the drone camera flying in and covering stuff in this in the way that he writes. Why not the heated debate? The mm-hmm. four of them holding a vote, the weighing all the pros and cons. We just had eight hundred words <laughs> on how you developed how you know Halliday, the non-existent character, developed a headset twenty-five years ago. Why are we? Yeah, it's like the uh, it's like the prose equivalent of the you know Zack Snyder film technique where you know they're they're moving in normal time and then slows down for the yeah. impact and then speeds up and then like goes back to normal time. Yes. Oh, it's just funny. So in two paragraphs, then they did uh, a series of safety trials. So I guess people weren't ripping the headset off. Um, but if, yeah, you would hope not. I mean, yeah. you'd hope hopefully to get that uh, get that dying wish conveyed to them. Uh, they did that and then began to mass produce the headsets. Right. <laughs> and then here's another. I, I hate these like save the cat things. We put them on sale at the lowest possible price. To make sure as many people as possible. <laughs> I think that companies do that as a, uh, you know, the lowest possible that will make them Literally, profitable. Yeah, the definition like, of capitalism. Right. I, I mean, I guess you could uh, put them on sale for more than people are willing to pay for them. Right. But, but if they're trying to help smart. the consumer, they would, they would, uh, this, this thing might uh, weigh heavier in the people's minds. The moment our headset hit the store shelves, IOI's entire line of VR goggles and haptic gear were instantly rendered obsolete. Yes. Which just consumers love, you know, they, uh, a, a software update that renders their, their phone they've had for two years, uh, you know, creaky and slow. Right. <laughs> oh, these things that he's waving away. Like so we're he's basically saying, look, we're as a favor to humanity, we're giving these things away. Mm-hmm. And then the next paragraph is we sold a million units that first day. Right. Oh, okay. So so then there's a, a flex on how uh, well they sold, how well their company did after saying, like basically, we don't care about profits or anything. Right. We we killed it in the market. <laughs> Um, but then he sort of gets into what the uh, what the plot is going to be, I guess. Uh, and I don't remember how this happened. It just sort of like it, it revealed itself. I think once they once they had seven billion seven 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 users logged in at the same time. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's something that says, "Seek the seven shards of the siren soul," and uh, it became to be known as the Shard Riddle. And, oh, uh, <laughs> the siren is a reference to Kira, who was. Ogden's wife. Who's I, had, 
I've forgotten that that was the character where this all came from. His buddy. I just didn't hear whose wife you said. Ogden. What? Are you his okay? Halliday's buddy. Halliday wanted to, wanted to bang <laughs> his best friend's wife, and she portrayed... Ogden's wife portrayed a character named Lucosia as a uh, D&D character. So that's the... She was a siren. So that's it. It's a tribute to her. Uh, feel free to refer to him as Og now because... That's... <laughs> Augie. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's in yeah. the book. Yes. It is. All right. Yeah. He would probably... Uh, Will Wheaton, the audiobook narrator, probably had an issue with it too. Lucosia? Yeah. Never heard of it. I, I haven't either. Okay. There was a Lu- Lucadia pizza in San Diego. Well, there's a town, Lucadia, right? Yeah. Probably a, uh, probably a joke. That is funny. It's it dark yeah. humor. <laughs> uh, all right. So th- now we get into the real. Now he's just like hand waving. I I don't know how much time is passing here as all this is happening. Right. Yeah. I Setting think it's up years, the book. I think. Like, look, we uh, there's a new suit. Blah blah blah. We sold a bunch of them. Everyone has one. Old ones are gone. Okay. Now the plot. Um, <laughs> you got to find some charred thing or something. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole new generation of gunters and they're all scouring the oasis for the seven shards, even though nobody really knows, um, what it is or why they're doing it. This is just, you know, this is, you know, they, they build a death star. We try to destroy it. That's what we do in these things. We all understand why we're here. <laughs> and then here's uh, another of these things where he's, he's in over his head but he's not. He doesn't care. He's only going to give it a paragraph. And so here we go. Innovative online industry stock continued to plummet. Mm-hmm. When it fell low enough, we orchestrated a hostile takeover of the company. Well, yeah. hostile takeover sounds bad. GSS absorbed IOI and all of its assets. Jeez, mm-hmm. that is hostile. Transforming us into an unstoppable mega corporation with a global monopoly on the world's most popular entertainment, education, and communications platform. (laughs) You sound horrible. Right. You sound like a dick. Those have usually worked out well for everybody. (laughs) Yes. To celebrate, we released all of IOI's indentured servants and forgave their outstanding debts. Yeah. So does so, that include the the guy with the uh, oasis implanted in his scrotum? I guess. Right. What? What? <laughs> to so that was your celebration. <laughs> he, he's a, playing with people's lives in ways that are just astonishing. That he's just going, but it's okay because we right. did this. Right. We're going to be different than every other people who have ever wielded power. It, it's like you know. Um, I, I declare myself uh, emperor for life. There can be no other leader, be, but it's going to be okay because I'm going. To, <laughs> would you? Would you? Do you mind if I ruminate for a minute on whether I want this to happen? Right. Because, no. You know, he's and, just like we're we're in charge of everything now. Right. And it, 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 when you can hand wave away things like he does, it, it you know that makes that a lot easier. When he says like. Uh, it's allowed us to weed out the unsavory or illegal recordings before they could be shared with other users. Um, you know, the, the past oh, decade has showed us that uh, social media companies are will never do anything resembling that and are, are <laughs> reluctant to, uh, you know, even the most dangerous things. They're perfectly fine with as long as it gets some clicks. But, you know, again, they're going to do it differently. Yes. Don't don't worry about it. We'll uh, yeah, we'll set up a board that'll do it. They're, all, they're really nice guys there. It'll be fine. Uh, sir, the guys who have to review that content all suffered severe depression and their, their rates of suicide have increased because they have to view the absolute worst things that happen in humanity on a day-to-day basis. 
Um, we cured cancer yesterday. Okay, good. <laughs> oh my God. And it, so it just goes on like this. This is just one of the, this is like a, I guess a montage of mm-hmm. them taking over the world, getting the Oasis set up, getting everyone, including, um, it seems to say like, I, I, this is uh, poor people, you know, basically like everyone's doing this Yeah, and it's good. This is really great. Like we're so awesome. Um, oh, here's here's what it says: it, the clips that you put online. If one of your clips went viral, the profits could make you rich overnight. Mm-hmm. Movie, rock, porn, and streaming stars were all scrambling to exploit this brand new revenue stream. Yeah. <laughs> Again, hand waved. Wait, wait, you were talking about that you reviewed everything to make sure that it wasn't anything bad? Yeah. I, but this is supposed to be just like, well, obviously, this is what's happening. And so this is an unalloyed well, good, I guess. Well, they have great power and great responsibility. But the, um, the idea that, you know, you can get rich quick is still something that exists in society and that their co- company has done no, uh, they haven't solved any ills. They've just made it easier for, you know, Instagram influencers to get rich. Like that is that is right. how they've chosen to wield this power. But but what he's doing by setting up this reality where anyone can just go be someone else and then saying that you could get rich doing that, like why do I give a crap <laughs> if I can go as he says, for the price of a an iced latte, you could experience anything that human beings could experience. Right. So my people... point being, what the hell is the difference whether or not well, maybe, people maybe were that's, getting maybe rich that's the point, man. making the things? <laughs> How can that be the point? Like if I'm just if I don't need to do anything, why would I do anything? Yeah, he has people sitting and you know, drinking soy protein and eating seaweed in order to just log in and, and do this sort of thing. But um, I liked I liked that it did specify um, movie, rock, porn, and streaming stars, and <laughs> I was just like, I think that I think you're gonna find that 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 the third one there might be, you know, a little more popular with people than like pretending you're you're playing the Sacramento House of Blues with as the bassist of Better Than Ezra. You know, <laughs> you might be like, oh, I'll, I'll go down my playlist of top thousand and one most depraved sex acts and just tick those off rather than uh, rather than be a member of Ace of Base. Right. When your friend comes over and like your ONI machine is still open, like, oh, let me look at your tabs there. Oh, see. oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. That one's just yeah. I don't I didn't actually I never actually logged into that one. Like, right. Oh. oh, yeah. That was a joke one. That was. <laughs> But uh, the, the, the sentence also said, now people no longer watched movies or television shows, they lived them. Was not one-third of the last book just them reenacting war games and Monty Python and the Holy Grail as characters in the movie? Yes, but there was, that was a the... slight numbness around there. <laughs> <laughs> that really took you out of the moment. <laughs> Uh, I wondered if, so when he was doing, um, what was he doing? Like weird science and stuff like that? Like the entire mm-hmm. movie or whatever? Yeah, War Games with Matthew Broderick. War Games. What, was there, a, was he attributing the slight numbness that he felt? Is like that 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 was a character trait of Matthew Broderick's? So yeah, it's mean, just sort of integrated, just bringing that into the character, right? His headcanon, yeah. I mean, you know, slight Slight numbness. I don't know. I guess I, I was, if I stopped and thought, maybe right now. Yeah, I guess my 
Maybe I have a little in my left hand because I've been holding my hand at the same angle. So yeah, yeah, I've been I've been like trying to develop guitar calluses, so my index and middle finger of my left hand have some, you know, it's just a slight, slight right. lack of feeling in them. Yeah, I went uh, I went for a long night bike ride last night, which was really fun, just flying through the pitch blackness of Minnesota. <laughs> And I guess there's a slight numbness at in 3 my... p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's what it is here. We we live above the Arctic Circle. <laughs> uh, slight numbness in my in my calves. So, right. huh? Yeah, sure. I'm, my haptic suit needs an upgrade. <laughs> this was my first uh, book hurl um, where, I, where I wanted to throw it across the room. Your first it's... is only coming in chapter zero 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 zero. I mean, there was deep weary sighs. There sure. was like sort of standing up and, and taking a walk and, uh, you know, contemplating my, my place in the universe and what I'm doing with my life. This was, the, but this was the first actual, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, Sims were recordings made inside the Oasis and Rex were ONI recordings made in reality, except that most kids no longer referred to it as reality. They called it the Earl, oh. a term derived from the initialism IRL and Ito was slang for in the Oasis. So Rex were recorded in the Earl and Sims were created Ito. You know, that, yeah, I, that is a, uh, you better out put the, the window uh, into the river. Yeah. The bank pen chain on the book. You have to tie it to your <laughs> wrist, exactly. you know, just like a Wii controller. So you don't hit grandma in the face. Exactly. Like the yo-yo champion, uh, one-year-old we were talking about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and then he says, you could eat any kind of drug, eat any kind of food, take any kind of drug, eat any kind of food, have any kind of sex without worrying about addiction, calories, or consequences. And it was, so I just don't, he focuses a lot on these like multi-course, like French laundry meals and stuff. And so I was just like, are people still climbing Mount Everest with Batman then? Did they, did they realize that was a dumb as shit way to spend your life? And now they're just, they're, they're doing more refined things. They're doing the tasting menu at Alinea. Like he's he's not focusing on on what what he used to like doing. I guess he's grown up. But it, it it's it's all a lateral move, and he's pretending that nothing happened before. <laughs> That's what's so bizarre. Like no, you that was the entire premise of the previous thing was that this was all made real. Yeah, but it's slightly better. Okay, so there we go. The words a new book. People, I, I mean, I guess if you're you work at the Ford dealership and the, the the new what is it Ford Encore or whatever comes in, and you have to convince someone, even though no one there can tell the difference, or right. I, I, I guess you got to go through the exercise of it. Like climb yeah. into this baby. Do you feel that extra room around your shins? You bet you do. Now let's start this baby up and listen to it purr. Like, yeah, it's pretty much the same as last model. I just need to get one for my company. Yes. But just imagine you're doing that talk about a microfiber crotch inlay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Slaps the hood of the of the crotch. You know, this baby's gonna get you every kind of sex you could ever feel like. And just imagine what it feels like when you bite into a pluot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, people but, are also he claims this is you know again like we've like we say every single time that the depravity would be off the charts um and but then he claims that uh, it became fashionable for young mothers to make an oni recording while they gave birth to their child so that in a few decades that child would be able to play back that recording and experience what it feels like to give birth to themselves so, so unequivocally I, that would never ever happen <laughs> no one it's unbelievable that he comes up with these concepts and the That's editor the is not like, no, yeah. what? 
Like you read, uh, you know, William Gibson or, um, you know, David Foster Wallace had that that sort of prescient uh, moment about video phones. And it's like, okay, wow, man, the, the people were sort of ahead of the game and they predicted a lot of like the vanity and self-centeredness that stuff like this might have. Like <laughs> this is just pick the dumbest thing that, you know, you would get the uh, the response of the guy in office space who's like, no, hell no. no. You'd be liable to get your ass kicked if you suggest I would go experience myself giving birth to myself. This plus the eliminated pain. This idea, it's it is horrible. <laughs> uh-huh. right. Give birth to yourself? No, no. This is yeah. This is awful. Hmm. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, the the five course meals anytime they pleased. Mm-hmm. And the reason being that the lives of the impoverished all around the world, it made them a lot more bearable and enjoyable. Is he right. honest? He's honestly saying that like this, like I said, this is all just, this is great stuff. <laughs> we put, we sold these headsets. We have no compunction about what they're doing to people. Wasn't that the whole point of the first book is like, <laughs> is this a good thing? The book and, ended with him deciding whether or not to keep it offline or not. And right. in the movie, they introduced that he was going to take it offline like two days a week so that you could go outside and, you know, climb a tree or something. But Push then your you get a slight a suit upgrade, so then the entire world, <laughs> then it's a good for the entire world. He has zero introspection on this and no shame about right. ignoring it. Right. Yeah, he describes it as chemically engineered superheroin in terms of how addictive it is. My God, he's a monster. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, maybe that's where it's going. We don't know yet. I don't know. But yeah, it is It is very funny that yeah, the, the author uh, operates with that, um, like you said, like Axe Cop, 10-year-old understanding of the world where um, just giving them, giving them a better toy uh, and giving them, you know, a, a 50% discount on, uh, on Arbor Day. Uh, for for their new rig is going to make their lives better as opposed to like reforming government at its core, you know, redistributing uh, food and wealth to people. Type right. Of thing. I, yes. He has no introspection. But speaking of, you just made so 50% discount. Okay. Birdemic. We're going sure. back to Birdemic. Uh, sold a million units the first day. And wow. Then they, and then they made a billion dollars. Yeah. But I started marking those all down. It's like this oh, is wow. obviously a Birdemic. This is a complete <laughs> homage to Birdemic. The whole thing. That's what this sure. is all about. This is the long con, yeah. Uh, finally, out of a mixture of disgust and desperation, I offered a billion dollars to anyone mm-hmm. who could provide me with information <laughs> on the shards. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so then it says that there's, you know, people are people are engaging in this in this hunt, and there's a little there's a little jokey thing in here where he says the shard hunters start referring to themselves as shunters, to differentiate themselves from their elder counterparts, the Gunters. But then everyone began to call them Sharters instead, and they changed their mind and started to call themselves Gunters too. The moniker still fit. The seven shards were Easter eggs hidden by Halliday, and we were all hunting for them. I, I wrote down about that paragraph because I quoted it in whole. Okay. If I had given that to you as fanfic... <laughs> <laughs> you would have bit there's no way you would have right. said like no 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 who wrote yeah. that yeah you give me the hand. name of that listener i'm going to personally call yeah. them and yell at them for 45 minutes they're banned we don't want their patreon yes. money 
Um, that that was a response that I when I published the uh, the screenshot of my Kindle eight the eight six seven five three zero nine and Hitchhiker's Guide. There was a lot of people saying, you know, <laughs> fanfic author tried too hard. Like they they tipped their hand. <laughs> wow, that I mean that is stunning. I mean, I guess that's the that's you know an actual joke that he's putting in. So, um, you, please, you have heavy scare quotes around that, right? But as we talked about in you know every episode before, like Charter. Gunt is also a a bad bad term. It is yes. a, it is a gross uh, you know d- description of something that's relatively well known. Uh, but it's look to to call it a joke is to do the thing that um, you know we as when we're writing comedy you can't if you're making a character come in and the character's name is Mister Poopyhead. You can't then say, whoa, Mr. Poopyhead, that's a weird name. What do you have, yeah. like, poop on your head? Like, <laughs> I, I, there's no one named that. Right. You, you can't did joke it on your joke. Just so you could make the, the term. Yeah. Yes, and so shunters, gunters, sharters, shards, all of that crap. It's like, no, it's not a joke because you're the one introducing this dipshit right. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Right, it would be it would be pointed out and would never catch on because the joke would be the main thing um, from the beginning. It would never have a chance to people be like, you know, after years after it catches on to be like, you know, this is also a term for a uh, you know the the overlap of your gut stretching down to your um, yes. <laughs> to, to yes. Yeah. Okay. No, we don't need to keep going. It's, what? Uh, <laughs> what is your is your family around you? <laughs> they are people indeed, making... actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they've been hearing out the door of uh, of this uh, house that they're letting me stay in. I, I love uh, anyway. that you have to do that. That you could you, if you don't mind, opening the curtain a little bit and uh, how the sausage is made. Where you're recording this right now? So we're uh, we've I've been down in North Carolina for a month or so. We came down um, uh, enough time in advance that we could we could uh, isolate down here, and then my my parents could come down after spending some time alone. Just so there's no way we pass this this. Uh, plague along to them and uh so it's just you know the first time i've seen them since december um you know just the the it's, it's been a relief that everyone sort of made it through the year okay and then it was like it's great to see you mom and dad i'm gonna go up uh got to talk about ready player two with mike um uh, you know and i've got to download this book and read it like first thing in the morning so that i can i can get the uh talk about charters and shunters out to the to the people <laughs> oh my my son my son thank you so much for doing this now, charters? Yes. Uh, how do they differ from gunters? Well, damn it, Mom. It's not an Ani file. It's an ONI. It's a Japanese demon from the depths of hell. I, God, your I sh- father and I are reading along. We understand. How dare you insult me <laughs> <Right>. like that? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a I'm, I'm sure that you'll have the same experience when you... When you I'm, I'm sure that you'll, you'll relate to, um, to your son's wife... Um, She'll probably be very interested to know what you're reading, and we'll have a, I'm sure, a great reaction as you you fill her in on what you've you spent today doing. I, yeah, I can't wait to get the blank stare back of the. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no! You she's see, got, it's, she's then got I just the start like, start most kindly, down. like nice Southern accent that yes. makes everything sound that much sweeter when when they're <laughs> yeah. when they're reacting to the utter garbage that you know. Every time, only the time I've ever seen her is when we're down there to do a live show, and it's always just like. You know, talking about, you know, Birdemic or uh, the adventures of Saber Rain. And she's like, I was um, I was taking care of the elderly last night as my job. <laughs> she sits politely with her hands folded, smiling, the sweetest person in the world. And uh, uh, yeah, we're uh, 
We're going to spend a couple hours on a terrible movie. Uh, right. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure yeah. you have your reasons. Usually there'll be a moment, like maybe like 30 minutes into a, you know, what if, uh, you know, one of the fat boys was in Birdemic and it was directed by Tommy Wiseau that she just sort of like gets up and just dusts off her self and excuses herself to, to leave without even saying anything it's like it's like our very sensible uh, uh ceo uh, david martin will when we're in the middle of a bit and he has to be in the room with us we'll just pull out his phone and go yep i'm checking out <laughs> i have no compunction <laughs> i don't care to listen uh, you're wasting my time no you don't understand what what if uh, eric roberts uh voice from a talking cat was narrating a uh, a deputy dog commercial home catheter. Yes, exactly. Yes, I mean, come on, it that might would be... go a little something like this. <laughs> All right, we're twenty minutes into this bit. I think we're getting it down. Why aren't you listening, David? Come on. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he finds an enterprising young Gunter who leads him to the first shard. And when I picked it up, I set in motion a series of events that would drastically alter the fate of the human race. <sighs> Ready, player two. But that's not even the last. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like that's like I set in motion a series of events that would drastically alter the fate of the human race, which I then think I sat a, down to watch Thundercats. Yeah. A couple paragraphs before he said that they they did the vote. They had a sandwich and then they voted and then they changed the course of human history. <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's a lot of these like, wow, man. I was talking with friends the other day about because uh, we were reading the story of, in, in Genesis of Ishmael. And I said, well, it's a, what a brilliant first line to a novel. Call me Ishmael because it brings in so many things, even if you don't know what those things are, obviously. Okay. Um, and so that's one of those moments like, whoa, why would we call? He set in motion a series of events that would dra- <laughs> drastically alter the fate. Of, I'm in. Yeah, and then there's, a, then there's a new paragraph. I feel obligated to give my own written account of what occurred <laughs> so that future generations, if there are any, will have all the facts at their disposal when they decide how to judge my actions. So I guess that's kind of like going, call me Ishmael. Here's why. Because like <laughs> Ishmael, was this, it's an ambiguous character. It's really It's got a lot of rich history. A- anyway... Yeah, just call me that because it's it's going to be cool. You'll see. Right, it's the sweaty, uh, the, already contradicting your own uh, yes. reason for putting this out there type of thing. No, no, man, it's okay. Uh, you 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 drastically alter the fate of the human race. I think Snooky has probably written three books at this point in time, so I, <laughs> we're, it's going to be okay as the CEO of this company. We 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 understand you've probably got a lot to say about this. <laughs> I feel obligated to give my own written account. That that's going to go down. I'm going to say that in every book I ever write or anything. Right. I, yeah, odd. why is this person writing this book? I don't under was it out of a sense of obligation or was it just something that they wanted to do? I don't understand. Your Honor, I feel obligated to give my own. <laughs> oh I man, put wedding vows and work that into it somehow. I, I feel <laughs> obligated to tell you that I, I will love, uh, cherish, and hold you. So, <laughs> oh man, what a start. It delivers, I mean, it delivers the things that we were hoping for. Um, oh, and, you know, it's in spades. I can't even I can't, believe it. I can't wait to see where it goes, especially just because everything has been established as, you know, you can live your movies, you can live rock shows, um, even though you could already do those things. So it's not, uh, <laughs> I don't think we're going to be getting uh, 
too far out of his wheelhouse is, is my prediction. But how is he going to top like that you can rewatch the tape of yourself being born? Like what <laughs> what new stupid things? That that's a good bingo thing. Like what will happen? That um, like what what is the main thing that people will do that'll be a surprise to us? Because he's going to drill down on something really stupid. Yeah, there was always um, there was always you know the the, ta- the tossed off things that that we we always thought would would warrant a whole book in themselves, like the guy with the oasis implanted in his scrotum. Um, there was the uh, pulling a Pendergast guy. Um, th- yeah. th- those minor characters are the ones that I'm I'm looking super forward to. I, I also thought about that because uh, he said that nobody was going to do anything untoward, basically because they have a whole board towards it, and I just thought like. What a hand wave away of like obviously people would start being serial killers just to put those file right. I mean, <laughs> right. There's yeah, a whole I mean, bunch of like incredibly dark things, obviously, yeah. and uh, but those are just like nah. We we made sure we edited those out. <laughs> right, exactly. There's not a yeah. There's no there's no dark web of the uh, of the oasis, I guess, where that sort of stuff would be more prominent. Wow. So so should, in honor of that, should we? probably shouldn't as we do this book we shouldn't go to the dark web to look for any recreations of things yeah i guess we'll just have to uh we might have to enlist the players i guess yeah all right a, a more way to do it uh open as up that checkbook here, then oh man yeah well hopefully this gets some new eyes on the patreon because yeah I think sure. probably those guys don't work cheap <laughs> that's true do you have a dumb sentence i had two that we did not oh um i did write one down I mean, again, this is not an explosive dumb sentence, but I put it down. Are you going to play the song? It, yeah, I'll play the song. Okay. <laughs> it'll, it'll be in there somewhere. Good. All right. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small so, letter. A I'm capital just letter is Here's my dumb sentence. Big. You ready? Sounds good. Yeah. It was the most addictive pastime imaginable. Far more addictive than the Oasis had ever been. And that was saying something. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, that's the whole thrust of the book is to do that. But but the that was saying something is really that's a way to uh, tell people that you're serious <laughs> as a writer. Right. Holy yeah, cow. Right. I mean, when I, when I describe this guy as handsome, I mean, he was handsome. That was saying something. <laughs> I think that's when you were when you were working towards your opening bid and you you said the word wisdom. I think that was why I was sentences like that was why I was unable to sure. con- contain my snorting at that point in yeah. time. I have two. This one's good. It quickly became evident that our patented proprietary brain computer interface headsets had an endless array of non-oasis related applications in the field of science, medicine, aviation, manufacturing and warfare. It just quickly became evident that that all that that word salad happened. <laughs> so hand waving that one, and this one is uh, sort of the the dumb sentence opposite of that. I wiped my sweaty palms on my thighs. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that his palms are pretty much going to be sweaty um, throughout the throughout the duration of this book. I, I'm going to I'm going to assume that about any Gunter or Sharder. Yes. Um, when we talked about the fruit eating, sometimes I'm looking at my notes. I hope you didn't. Did you mention this? But this is this is dumb sentences. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to allow it because it's my show. Okay. Oh my God! I exclaimed to the empty room, and this language warning earmuffs for the kids. This is <laughs> fucking incredible. But my words were garbled because I was talking with a mouthful of papaya. So. 
That'll be that'll be a, a scene for the for the movie trailer, I think. That's the uh, that's the sizzle reel. Yep. Again, Spielberg. He's already he's uh, he, uh, what do you call it? Storyboarding. Yes, he's storyboarding yeah, huh? that. But this is Bruce Spielberg. Obviously, there's there's no way Stevens coming back for a round two of this. <laughs> yes. This is a a fourth. Not cousin. even a loser brother. Just an unrelated guy. <laughs> yeah. Works at the garage. Always wanted to make a movie. <laughs> Wow. Well, I think that's it. I mean, wow, yeah, it's a it's a treat. I'm I'm glad he made another book. It's fun to discuss. It's it's incredible. I I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to put too much filigree around it with our comments. It is what it is. It's amazing <laughs> that uh, it exists. Right. Exactly. That's that. That's what I I'm going to keep going back to. Like we've been given a gift here. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and you said 372 pages is possible as the actual, because we don't have the physical book yet. So yeah, we have eBooks, and uh, the other one has been shipped back to my place in Vermont, so I'll, I'll get to check that out sometime. But it, it appeared that the uh, page count was re- 380-something, and um, and I believe that might have, like, you know, an excerpt at the back of it or about the author. Someone pointed out that he was born in March of 1972, and I believe, you know, Armada ended at like 380, but it also had some filler in the back. So it might be something he's striving for is to get that uh, page count, which would be it's incredibly a serendipitous if you, if you, <laughs> if you, but if we, you know, if we named the whole podcast after him and it turned out that was something he was actually focused on, I mean, it, I don't know. it has to be. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, Good for the brand, baby. Yep. Well, good good stuff. Um, happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you too, and to everyone listening. We're we're thankful and grateful that we're taking this ride together because otherwise it's just us saying words into a microphone while our loved ones knock on the door and ask us if we're okay. That uh, shockingly very that happened last night. I'm just going to say it. It happened last night. What are you doing? Why? Why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> oh, Daddy. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah uh, and if you're on the fence about Patreon I think the Patreon will probably light up for this particular book Uh, not that it's not always fun with with all of the books but uh, this one seems to be of particular interest and obviously since it's you know it's our founding book I think there'll Mm -hmm. be a lot of activity over there on Patreon so uh, yeah a lot of stuff going on yeah, patreon.com slash 372 pages and uh, send in your email, send in your dumb sentences and boy, oh boy, please send in your fanfic because the, the door is wide open now. The possibilities are endless. This is the, the real time to get in and try to fool us. And so can, we, it, uh, can we switch the fanfic up 50-50 on this one? Sure, yeah. I, you'll do it the first time. Or you could just do, do 100% on me so that we have that uh, as a, you know, like so that the stats are very clean. But I don't know. We'll talk <laughs> right, about well, that we'll, offline. It'll depend on how many we get in, but yeah, maybe we can even do the the first one, um, both of us. We'll see. Sure. But yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, we'll I, I will post a uh, uh, assignment in the show notes because I don't have a I don't have it in front of me right now. Right. Okay. Uh, Michael J. Nelson signing off. Connor Lestoka uh, sharding off from uh, <laughs> oh, 372 pages. We'll never get back. You. Damn you to hell. So long, everyone. <laughs> Bye.